What's up? Welcome to 3AM Sports. It is Wednesday, September 11th. We've got a jam-packed show for you today. We will check in on how each of us did with our picks from last week. We're going to recap week two across college football. We'll make our picks for week three. We're going to update our playoff predictions. And then lastly, we have a brand new segment. We've got Heisman Talk. Before we get into that, though, let's bring in the boys. Fellas, what is going on? Nothing. I feel like um, uh, we we sound clear, more concise. Carger? Yeah, I think we sound a little bit better. Um, <laughs> I think we're putting some cadence to this. It's sounding pretty good. So everyone's uh, doing their part here. Yeah, it's good to hear you. We can hopefully hear Sadie bark a little bit more clear, too, once we get to that point of the show. Um, I, lo- I locked out of the room, so the- hopefully we don't have any uh, oh, we'll still dogs <laughs> running astray in the... <laughs> I'm sure she'll start scratching soon, and <laughs> Mac will be hungry in about 12 minutes, probably. So. so let's get into it. Let's start with records from last week. So we picked eight games. We picked eight games each week. And Nick and I tied at 500, four and four each. Congrats, Nick. Good job. Not bad. Thanks, man. Thanks, man. How did Cards do? Cards lost. Cards went three and five. Tough week for Cards. Yeah, uh, it's a very tough week. Um, not only in our records, but just you know, those 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 bets that you place online just <laughs> didn't fall suit you, either. I, so. I heard you both had bad uh, uh, side betting weeks. Wasn't great. No, wasn't yeah, it's great. Yeah, not great. I'm I'm choosing to be positive though. I finished two dollars up, so and it I I re up the account for the first time this year. There you go. I really nice. need the Brewers to make the playoffs. That's what it comes <laughs> down to. I really need them to make the playoffs. You got that future bet sitting there in your open bets. Yep. That's always yep. 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 All the large sum of money that's ready to be spent on college football. Yeah. You know you know what's funny though about so week two, I went four and four. If I look through the games I missed, Michigan, which we're gonna talk about, but ugh. That one sucks to miss. The Texas A&M backdoor cover hurts a little bit. And then the other one that I missed is the one that I, you know, the line was stinky, the Maryland-Syracuse. I should have just accepted the <laughs> fact that somebody knew something, and I didn't. So it's so easy to be like, oh, I could have gone 7-1. and one. And I feel like I do that every week, and it's just frustrating to look back. Yep. Hindsight. But overall, we've got two weeks in. Nick, you're leading the pack of us three. You're 9-7. and seven. Card, you are at five hundred eight and eight, and I'm actually bringing up the rear at seven and nine. So, a lot of football left, a lot of weeks left, a lot of time, a lot of time to get to know these teams a little bit better. Um, You know, the one thing is these college teams don't really have preseason. They play, you know, they scrimmage against each other. So the first two, three weeks, really, um, especially against these cupcake teams, you're kind of filling each other out. So um, week three, week four, we're going to start seeing some more consistent football. And shout out to. Shout out to Anonymous. Uh, he in our in our pool. He's won two weeks in a row, um, and actually has a phenomenal record. Um, I'm not. I feel like I'm nine and seven, and I'm like holding on by a thread. I think I'm in second place, and yep. I'm like, it doesn't feel like it's a good nine and seven at all. Yeah, big congrats to Anonymous. Great, another another great week. Good job, Anonymous. And one more thing on this uh, week to week records. So of us three, the loser each week is going to pay for our the rights to our outro music each week, which is going to be something different and something special. So, Karge, I will be requesting Venmo from you here shortly. And thank you for okay. your donation. Appreciate it. Do, do I get to pick that song then, or how are we determining that then? Uh, that's a good question. Ooh, we can we can discuss that. Maybe leave it up to uh, to the listeners or, or the loser. We'll discuss it. Okay. This week has been set, though, which we'll talk about um, near the end of the sure. show. So, um, so good. that's it for the record. So let's let's get into the week two uh, little recap here. All right, week two recap. We got Ellis. We're looking to look at the LSU Texas game. Um, this was a great game. LSU edge Texas forty five to thirty eight. Um, big half, big second half from LSU. Um, so that that really was was dominant to see that the big difference in LSU this year has been Joe Burr and the spread offense. Um, I mean, throwing for 471 yards is pretty, pretty crazy to say out of an LSU team. Um, I think if you look back, it would have probably taken them three games in years past to get to that passing yards total. So um, hats off to LSU. They went into a tough environment down in Austin, got the W. Um and I want to kind of elaborate on my Texas team. Um, I don't think that that was a horrible game for them. Uh, the loss definitely stings, but um, 
you know, I won't say that they're all the way back, but I think they're starting to be more in the conversation of being relevant again in college football. And at this point, that's all you could really ask for. So I think they're still going to compete for the Big 12 championship. Um, and to me, that's that's all you can ask for um, at this point. That's such a pussy take. That's yeah, dude. Come on. <laughs> and like, what is that? Edge them. I don't think LSU felt nervous. I mean, they were up four. They were up two scores with what, like two and a half minutes to go or something like that. Like, yeah. I, I think, especially from a spread standpoint, the five and a half, I, I wasn't worried about that at all. Yeah, it really I mean, didn't. the big, the big play was that third and 17. LSU right. went for it and, and converted and got a touchdown. I mean, like I said, years past, they probably would have handed the ball off, punted, and relied on their defense. And it's just, uh, it's just a different, different LSU team. And, and we'll get into where they stand, you know, in the big picture overall of things later on. But um, I think that was, I watched that entire game, and, and I thought that was an outstanding performance from from both teams, and, and especially from the LSU offensive side. Right. Yeah, definitely a great game. And I think we can, I mean, we should talk about now kind of where LSU stands here. Because when you think of the SEC, obviously you think of a very tough schedule. LSU's sitting at 2-0. and They have Tex, or excuse me, they have Florida coming up October 12th. Auburn, October 26th. Alabama, November 9th. And then A&M, November 30th. So it's, it's not a great schedule for them to kind of continue and win each of these games. I mean, we can see them lose a couple games still, right? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, right now I put them, uh, I would say, at least a five-point favorite in every game on that schedule except for Alabama. Um, but, yeah, okay. I, I, they could definitely trip up. Florida has a great defense. We saw how explosive Auburn was against Oregon um, and Texas A&M. Um, yeah, that, you know, they're a strong team as well. So, yeah, they, they have a toughest schedule. And I think we mentioned that – and the last podcast saying that if LSU were to lose this game, it would mean the least because they'd have the most to make up. Whereas if Texas lost, it kind of meant the most because they don't have any much ways to make this loss up. Right. And I mean, to your point, the only ranked opponent on Texas's schedule left is Oklahoma. So it's, you know, there's not a ton left for Texas to do. Now they do get to potentially play Oklahoma twice because the big 12 championship may be a rematch, but I think that's a great point that, LSU had the least to lose here, but they still came out on top. So, I think pretty easily the game of the week, though, here. Oh, yeah. Unless you're – so, moving on to the next game. Yeah. Unless you guys have more to say about that, but the Michigan Army game, Michigan winning 24-21 in overtime, I had to watch this whole game on my phone Oh. while selling soda at Tosa Fest oh, at a no. local festival. Oh. Yeah. Um, so uh, – uh, they won in overtime. They had no business winning this game. Army should have won. Um, Army actually had the lead with, uh, what was it, uh, like two two minutes and 51 seconds left in the game. Um, they had a touchdown lead, um, and they gave up a, a touchdown to Michigan to tie it up to, to take it to overtime. And then it went to, what was it, the third overtime. Uh, Michigan kicked the field goal to win it, yep. um, and Army didn't. Like, it, it Michigan had no business. That, they lucked out winning this game. And looking at their upcoming schedule, I don't see Michigan making it out of their next six games with better than a 500 record. They're like at Wisconsin, at Iowa, um, yeah, Ohio State. Like it's it's uh, they have Notre Dame in there at one point. Um, I just don't see if if they're only beating Army by th- three, if they can't figure out. Um, the run pass option against army then i i think they have no business even going 500 in their next six games against like actual actual teams no offense army yeah and and i mean i think we talked about this last week too it was you know the idea from i think both us nick is if michigan can't cover against army or at least you know look dominant they don't have a right to say that they're one of the best teams in college football and they didn't i mean they barely hung on and again, I think it's going to play out like you're saying. They're they're playing six more ranked teams. I keep forgetting Notre Dame's on their schedule. That's going to be a huge game, and that's later in the year this year as opposed to the first or second game that it was last year. So there's a lot of games on this schedule that Michigan can lose if they play the way that they've you know been playing. Shea Patterson fumbled twice, and I think he fumbled yeah. twice in um, week one as well. That's Just kind of what we mentioned last week. 
was how we expected Michigan's offense to be this new, you know, high power. I think I mentioned they're running Shaka and they brought in this new offensive coordinator. They're going to spread it out and, and they just haven't figured it out. Um, so we'll, we'll see where their offense goes. I mean, their, their defense is still pretty solid. I mean, um, for, for holding that army team, but yeah, this offense for all the hype there was around it this off season, it was, it is not started to click yet. Yep. I agree. So moving off of them, we'll go to a, another Big Ten team, Ohio State at home against Cincinnati. The line was, I think, 16 here. Ohio State wins 42 to nothing. They hold Cincy to an absolute goose egg. Um, Justin Fields looks dominant. He went 20 for 25 for 224 yards. He threw for two touchdowns. I believe he ran for another one. And J.K. Dobbins just continues to absolutely tear up defenders. Obviously, we're not playing great teams at the moment, but... 17 carries, 141 yards, two touchdowns, which one of those was a 60-yard, just huge run. Um, and the defense obviously held Cincinnati to zero. But, you know, Ohio State looks dominant. They did kind of what they're supposed to do. And um, slightly in the back of my head here was expecting maybe a little bit of a slow start, a hiccup kind of game here for Ohio State. But they really kind of pedaled to the metal this game. And, you know, I think the, the thing that is – going the best for Ohio State is that defense last year they struggled a lot with the run defense and it seems like they've shored that up obviously giving up zero points to Cincinnati and holding their their running back to 58 yards so um you know any thoughts on on this game other than just kind of business as usual for Ohio State yeah I, I had I had business as usual I just Ohio State and Wisconsin needs to keep winning so that when we're in Columbus on <laughs> October 26th um, it's, it's a night game. Um, and, and, you know, we're really enjoying ourselves. Hopefully it's two top 10 ranked teams. Um, but I'm, I'm basically just cheering for, for Ohio state and Wisconsin to just win until that point. Yeah. Um, I guess the takeaway I had from that game is how dominant Ohio state's defense was. Um, like you said, lot, their offense is kind of hum Great, great players at the quarterback and running back position. Uh, defense was a little shaky last week against FAU. They gave up some points later on in the game, but um, that was a very dominant performance. And not to say since he's some high-powered team, but still the shutout team is still very impressive, and, and they looked very good doing it. So um, if they yep. got both those things clicking, they're going to be a tough team to beat. Yep, I think the last thing, just to kind of tie a bow on this, is similar to LSU and Michigan, Ohio State still has five ranked opponents on its schedule. So, you know, a lot of games to be played, a lot of football to be played, and, you know, if the offense continues to do what they're supposed to be doing and the defense can continue to play well, um, the sky's kind of the limit for this team. So, yeah, we can... Uh, speaking of Wisconsin cards, you want to talk about that close game that we had over there? Yeah, Wisconsin shuts out Central Michigan 61 to nothing. Uh, that's back-to-back shutouts for the Badgers. Uh Holding their opponents to zero points while scoring 110, so that's a pretty uh, hefty point margin differential there to start the season. Um, but dare we say that Wisconsin possibly found a quarterback, and to say that is not the big five-star recruit hype, Graham Mertz, I think um, is a little surprising, but I'm okay with it. Jack Cohn looked great, uh, 363 yards of of passing yards there, three TDs, zero interceptions, more importantly. Um, most found, definitely most importantly, yeah. <laughs> yes. Found Quintez Cephas uh, six times for 130 yards and two TDs, so he's obviously making a big impact on his return. Um, and Jonathan Taylor, kind of business as usual. Again, another four touchdowns with a, about 120 all-purpose yards for him. So he starts, he's racking up those touchdowns week by week, and let's see where that uh goes so uh badgers got a bye next week but then they go take on those michigan wolverines at home the week after so a uh, big test for them coming up and i'm glad they got the bye week to kind of prepare for that yeah um i, I would totally agree i i'm like semi-hesitant because the you know central michigan is central michigan and i don't remember it was, uh they played usf um the first week so i'm a little hesitant to say that you know we're like rolling and rolling i mean we we they have not scored a single point on us um i'm interested to see what happens when obviously big 10 football player big 10 um games start trial by fire playing michigan straight off um and i know michigan's going to be fired up especially after two um, pretty crappy first games. So um, 
I'm I'm very excited about this team, but hesitant to declare them anything um, right now, just because they they haven't really played anybody. But I'm I'm happy with what I see so far. Yeah, I mean, I think the two biggest questions, at least for me, for this team were. What does their defense really look like, which I don't think has been completely answered yet. Like you guys are saying, they haven't played anybody great yet, or good even. But I think the other thing was, is there somebody, Quintez Cephas, for example, that can open up the offense in in that passing game? And obviously he wasn't confirmed for sure going to be in that lineup, um, you know, all offseason. So I think that's an absolute game changer for this team. He goes for 130 yards and two touchdowns. I mean... That opens lanes for Jonathan Taylor pretty easily to, you know, do what he does. And he had another four touchdowns this week. Is that right? Three running and another receiving touchdown. So, I mean, yeah, yeah, kind of. I think the big thing here is let's see how they play against Michigan because that's going to be a big game. But, you know, all things are pointing to this team being very good offensively and obviously holding two teams to zero points is big. So excited to see that game next week. That's going to be hopefully game day. Yeah, next uh, that'd, that'd be nice. That is a there's a lot of good games that week, so we'll see we'll see what happens. But yeah, game day would be nice for that game. Yeah. All right, so those are kind of the big games that we had um, as a as a recap to kind of talk about what was going on last week. Let's get into our board of eight games that we picked this week. Um, we are going to start with the Ohio State game. So Ohio State is actually on the road this week playing at Indiana. I will actually be in attendance here. So I'm driving down to Bloomington um, Friday night to stay with my family down there and then get into the game on Saturday. They are 15.5 point favorites to Indiana. I am taking Ohio State kind of for all the reasons that we previously talked about. I think Justin Fields has kind of found his groove and incorporating a bunch of these weapons that we have into the offensive game. J.K. Dobbins is consistently going for 100 um, in the rushing game. I just think Ohio State has too much on offense. And, you know, as, as long as their defense continues to play well, I don't think they have to shut out Indiana by any means. But, you know, just a strong defensive performance, especially against the run, um, I think easily covers this 15.5 for me. What's What order are we doing? Nick, you are up. Sick. Um, so I also have Ohio State. Pretty. This is one of the easier picks for me this week. Um, Indiana only beat Ball State by 10 points in their first game of the year. I know it's the first game of the year. They just routed Eastern Illinois 52 nothing. I didn't even know Eastern Illinois had a football team. So <laughs> name that. Really name that mascot. Uh, they are the the purple frogs. No, I think they're the Salukis. No. But I don't know that. Okay. Well, um, I, I still got Ohio State. I, I just don't think – I think 15 and a half, I, I see this line moving. I think a lot of people are going to be on Ohio State. I just uh, – we shall see, but um, I'm, I'm all over Ohio State with this one. This is one of my easier picks of the week, which means they're probably not going to win. <laughs> um, that That's a good segue because I, too, have Ohio State, and it's the first time I've picked Ohio State this year to, to cover a spread. So, Welcome to um, the party. We'll see how that goes. <laughs> so, uh, and the, the line so, has already moved to 16 and a half. <laughs> yeah. I mean, right. barring some fluke weekend, there's are some fluke instance. There's really not too many uh, crazy games this weekend. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens. But um, I, I don't think this is going to be one of them. I think Ohio State's going to cover. I think they're going to cover easily and, and they'll put up a big number against Indiana. You know, I will say Ohio State in recent years has played and struggled against Indiana, against bad Indiana teams. So something to keep in mind. I don't see that happening, but, you know, you yeah, never know. Yeah, didn't they open up against Indiana like two years ago or last year? On a year Friday. On two on years like ago, they opened up at Indiana on a Friday, yeah. And they, I mean, they, yeah. Indiana hung with them for the first half, but they pulled away ultimately. But, I mean, a couple years ago, we were actually, us three were up in Madison watching the Ohio State almost get beat by Indiana. So, yep. It was. Um, it's always. It seems to always be close, but I, I just don't. I just think this is a different team. So, agreed. Um, second game on the board: Alabama at South Carolina. South Carolina is getting twenty six points at home. Um, this was one of those. I mean, kind of similar to my Indiana or the Indiana game, my Ohio State pick. South Carolina lost to UNC this year in the first game of the year, and then they played a crap team last uh, last week. Um, so I just 
it, it's one of those where I, if, if I'm confused by the line or it, really confused by, you know, where I need to go with a pick, I'm just going to pick the better team. And I just see Alabama routing South Carolina. I know the only thing that really scares me is them getting 26 points at home. Um, normally I take this many points at home, but I just think Alabama is that much superior, that far superior than, uh, than South Carolina. So um, I'm taking, taking Alabama for those reasons. Uh, fun fact, South Carolina has the longest win streak against Alabama right now at 1-0. and um, Apparently, these teams don't cross off, cross over very much and play each other. So, um, um, when the hell did they beat Alabama? Yeah, um, it was that had to have been years ago. It, it was a while ago, and six years as ago. I look, as soon as I look up the quarterback's name, that was quarterback. You're going to be like, no way. Um, but yeah, um, I, so I, I'm actually going to take South Carolina at home. Twenty six is a pretty big number. Um, I think Alabama does win, you know, maybe by 24, maybe 34, <laughs> 10. <laughs> uh, Small margin so, of error. Uh, yeah, let's, I, I, I think um, I, I'm going to go with, with South Carolina. So I took Alabama as well. My thinking is when Alabama played Duke and they were laying that huge number, I think that was close to 32, 30 as well. Duke scored three points. And that's all they scored. And and I see this game being similar where um, I actually think Alabama is going to come out a lot stronger than they did against Duke. But I just don't see South Carolina scoring enough to keep this within 26. And that's kind of crazy to say, especially with a game at South Carolina. But I just don't see it. This number probably could have been 30 to me and I take Bama. So I'm on Bama and I got them big at South Carolina. And um, do you have that quarterback's name by chance? Were you looking that up? I did not get a chance okay. to look that up. No I'll find I'm it before curious, the end. No. I'll find it before the guest. Okay, well, you got the next game, so get after it. Yep. Uh, next game on the board, we have Arizona State at Michigan State. Um, so I was doing some research on this game as well. They these teams have played, I believe, a combined four times in the last twenty years. Uh, no team has scored more than twenty points in any of those games. So this one's going to be a real barn burner here with a you know. Wow another low scoring game. So, um, but I, I think I'm going to take Michigan state, um, covering that 13, the line is 13 Michigan state's at home. Um, Michigan state's offense looks a little different this year. Um, I know Herm Edwards has those guys playing really well at Arizona state, but, um, you know, I'm going to still gonna... had, sorry, sorry. I'm, I'm butting in. You know, they still lost six games last year. Michigan Arizona state. state. Oh, Arizona state. state. Yeah. They just won the. They won a couple See, big ones that got her, you know, his name up there. But you know, a six and what a six and six Arizona State team is still better than probably a two and eight Arizona State team. So yeah, it's, just, it's, it's I think I that's just, the, my, I think that's the comparison. Yeah, they won. I looked that stat up and I was just blown away that they. I, I could have sworn they only lost two games last year. By the they way, won, they won. They talked them up. I feel like they won the two early nationally televised games, and then everybody just in their mind was like, oh, Arizona State's good this year, and yeah, that's they, just and kind of the way it played night. out. <laughs> yep, exactly. Yep. All right, so you're on Sparty, Karch? Yes, I'm on Sparty, covering 13 at home. Gotcha. Steven Garcia, by the way, is the quarterback of South Carolina that beat Alabama. Yeah, I was just, yep, Crazy. I was just looking that up. I that's just a name. That. What do you think he's yeah. up to? Yeah, not, I'm not beating Alabama, that's for sure. So I – I guarantee you he'll be at that game on Saturday, though. Oh, for South sure. South Carolina will. They might retire his number or something. Just put him up in the <laughs> rafters. Um, okay, so I am actually on Arizona State here. This is actually a tough game for me to pick. Um, it's a lot of points. I think Michigan State's offense is much improved because they were absolutely garbage last year. Their defense is, I think, pretty solid still. I haven't really seen them against anybody good this year or much at all, honestly. Um, but I, I just don't think that this game gets too far away from a couple touchdown difference. So I, to me, 13 points is, is a big spread. So I'm taking Arizona State plus 13 here. Um, I am on Michigan State, uh, kind of for the reasons I said when I interrupted Carger. Uh <laughs> I just I don't think Arizona State is that good. They they're in their last game they only beat Sacramento State nineteen to seven. Um, and I would be really interested to see. What, I 
I'm, I can almost guarantee they did not cover that spread. I don't know what it was, but um, 12 points. Definitely they did not cover it. So um, I'm on Michigan State strictly because I think they're a better team. Uh, Arizona State going to Michigan State. I'm, I'm uh, one of the easier ones for me to take. Interesting. All right. It should be honestly not that fun of a game to watch. So, you know, I'm excited no, for the final score to come terrible. in. <laughs> Probably won't spend much time watching that game. All right, so we're moving on to the Cyhawk. Is that what it's called? We got Iowa at Iowa State in Ames. We got this rivalry. The two hate each other. Iowa State is getting two points at home. So they are the underdog after not looking so good against Northern Iowa in that first week. Um, I actually have Iowa beating Iowa State here by more than the two. So I have them covering that two points. To me, this is just a huge game. This is a game day game, which is a little strange to say because um, it's an unranked team against, you know, a middle of the pack Big Ten team so far. But, you know, not a great week of college football, I guess. But these teams hate each other. It's in Ames where it always feels like there's like weird things happening kind of on the football field. Uh, I, I just don't think that I can take Iowa State until they show me more than they did against Northern Iowa. It's just I don't trust them and I trust Iowa's kind of running game and Nate Stanley who is actually thrown for almost 500 yards and six touchdowns in his first two games I just think he and I trust him in that offense more than I trust anything that Iowa State's doing so far so I've got Iowa to cover this two-point spread on the road uh everything in my soul says take Iowa State everything in my body I it's at Iowa State uh they they barely beat northern iowa i think they beat northern iowa by three points week one they had a bye last week um so they they're they've been preparing for this game um iowa only beat Rutgers 30 nothing just a lot of things adding up against iowa but it's iowa and i feel like they're gonna win this game by two points like two or three points like i could honestly see this game just being a push um, from a spread perspective um i honestly could see them winning this game by two points similar to uh, Lop's first um, Wisconsin Badger game mm-hmm. at Camp Randall when um, they lost to Iowa. Was it by two points? It was two or no, three it, points. It was nine to six. Was the final <laughs> nine to say, six? Pretty yeah. Sure yeah. It was yeah great. I'm sure we. Yeah, it was a uh, worse. There was game. a safety. There was a safety. No, uh, uh, what's his nuts? Fumbled on the goal line going in. Yeah, I you're right. Who you're was? Right. So so every everything Stop in it. my in my. He is Stavi, oh yeah, Mr. Yip Stavi. Yeah. Um, so everything in my soul says take Iowa State, but it, I just keep coming back to Iowa being Iowa. I, I think they're gonna, I think they're gonna win the game close. It's gonna be, I think it's gonna be boring as hell, but um, I'm, I'm on Iowa for those reasons. Let me just interrupt quick. Thereof. Thirty to zero against Rutgers, you're just gonna poo-poo that as, as not Dude, being Rutgers enough of a win. Sucks. Yeah, but Rutgers, Iowa. I mean, man. Iowa doesn't put up a ton of points. That's a that's kind of a beatdown by for Iowa. Hold on, I'm gonna look up Rutgers. You don't have to do that, Cards. You go ahead. What who you got here? <laughs> I don't want to um, be. I don't want to lose in this conversation. I got I got Iowa in this one as well. Um, so I think that's all three of us on Iowa. Um, I don't know. I, this is just more of a Big Ten gut pick. Um, Big Ten's been pretty strong so far this year, um, except for Nebraska. So um, I'm going to just leave this one as a Big Ten homer pick here, and we'll take Iowa, um, going to Iowa State and and taking off the, the Cyclones in their in-state rivalry. All right, all three of us. Rutgers lost to Illinois last year, thirty-eight to seventeen. That was last. Rutgers. This is a different I'm team, man. This I'm is New York's it. team. They're, this is the team of New York. They're trash tastic. They they um only beat UMass. Wait, hold on. Oh crap. They they only beat they beat UMass forty-eight to twenty-one. Yeah, UMass that's is decent lot, this that's year. Actually a lot, that's actually a lot of points. That kind of freaks me out a little bit. UMass Whatever. is decent I, I stand, this year. I stand by my original statement. <laughs> Whatever. All right. Take us into uh, our next, next one. Next game. Uh, we got Florida at Kentucky. Kentucky's getting eight and a half points at home. Uh, another one that the the points at home uh, freak me out. I'm going to take the favorite, Florida. I think that they actually, I I think they're better. They had tough games earlier this year, and they're the their first game of the year. Um, and I think they're a better team than that. Um, I think Kentucky's a bad bad team. Um, when I originally looked at the, uh, <laughs> sorry, 
Kind of just throwing tiebreakers in. Um, when I originally looked at, at Kentucky's schedule, um, it, it was nothing tough. I, I'm all over all over uh, Florida in this one. Um, they Kentucky football only beat Toledo 38 to 24. Um, sorry, Toledo, but um, you're just not that that great. And then um, only beat Eastern Michigan 38-17. I, I I just think Florida is a is a way more dominant team than Kentucky overall. So um, this was this was one of my easier picks as well. Um, I got Florida in this one as well. Um, little different reason. Kentucky lost their starting quarterback last week. I believe he tore his ACL, so they will be starting more than likely a true freshman or a redshirt freshman this week. Um, and going up against the Florida defense uh, that was pretty dominant against uh, Miami. So um, I think uh, Florida covers the spread. Like and like Nick said, I think this is a pretty easy, pretty easy cover. I mean, I could see them even shutting out Kentucky on the road. So uh, defense travels well. I will, I will take Florida. Which probably means we're both going to lose, Sarge. And More I'm than likely, win. yes. But... And I'm going <laughs> to win because I took Kentucky. I will be straight up. I did not know that Kentucky lost their starting quarterback. That is a little frustrating to me. But my main reason for taking Kentucky here is that I refuse to put myself in a, in a spot where I'm relying on Felipe Franks to get me a win by nine points. <laughs> he is one of the most frustrating people to watch a game. If you need him to win, he is just the worst person to watch. Um, and so I don't want to put myself in that position. I'd rather just take home points and eight, eight and a half points is a pretty, pretty good number, especially, I don't think this is really a rivalry, but these two seem to be kind of rivals. So I don't know. I got Kentucky. I just don't like Felipe Franks. That's my main reasoning. Yeah, I will. I'll stand behind you on that statement. Thank uh, you. Felipe Franks is yeah, not he, very trash. He, he stinks. He, he stinks. He, I don't know how he the how he is the quarterback at Florida. Like they at Florida can't find too, it. right? And anyone in that entire state, they can't find someone that's better. <laughs> right. I that just blows my mind. I he just, I don't know. I don't get how he can just like toss interception after interception, and then he has like one good drive, and he goes over and tells the student section to like be quiet, or like we'll like start pumping up the crowd. I'm like, dude, you suck. Like, how yeah. are you trash talking right now? He's so bad. Rant over. <laughs> All right. Who's got the next game? Would that be me? Be I believe you. so. We got Stanford at UCF. Um, this is another interesting game. Um, Stanford, I believe, is still out with Costello, their starting quarterback. Um, UCF is Brandon Wimbush. I did read, so though, that they might be kind of running a – a three quarterback system. So, well, you know what they say: if you don't have, if you have three quarterbacks, you definitely don't have one. So, wait, actually, who knows? Maybe because if you have two, you don't have one. But what happens true, when so you have three? Have, so, if you have three, maybe you actually really have two good ones. Whoa, I don't know. that was Wisconsin's problem last year. We needed more quarterbacks. <laughs> that was it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Damn. Uh, so I'm going with UCF. Um, all right, a long, long travel for Stanford in the heat. Um, Starting quarterback out, I, you know, love, tough loss against uh, USC last week. So I'm, I'm going to go with UCF at home covering the seven and a half. Not to harp on, uh, you know, bad picks, but wasn't that your lock last week? <laughs> uh, yeah, that was. But hey, okay. you know, I'll give it up. To, I'll give it up to USC. The freshman quarterback came out and balled out in the second half. And, you know, Stanford started out that game with a pretty solid lead. I think they're up 17-3 and then it just went completely downhill from there. Yeah, well, my lock was Michigan, so, you know, here we are. Um, <laughs> all right, so I have UCF as well. Pretty easy pick for me. So KJ Costello is back for this week is what I'm reading, but I don't know how healthy he really is. The issue for Stanford is they actually lost their best offensive lineman, which all-time name here, Walker Little, which is pretty awesome. He's a left tackle. <laughs> he was the Outland Trophy hopeful. I just don't see Stanford having enough on offense to – to win um, or, or to keep it close within these, these seven and a half. So I got UCF here. Uh, yeah, I'm also on UCF uh, spreads last year or against the spread last year. UCF was one of the top teams. Granted, they they never get the credit they deserve. So usually they're like getting points, um, but or, or at least the margins are pretty small. I think this is one of those lines that I, I think they they route Stanford, especially Stanford coming off a loss. Um, I, I just think they beat them by, I would say two touchdowns, um, and, and with their track record of, of covering spreads, I, I'm, I'm all over UCF. And then Carja, kind of like you said, traveling that distance and going into the heat, 
I think they're gonna they're gonna struggle mightily as slow as they are. And I just can't freaking it's it's really hard for me with spreads like this to cheer for Stanford because they're so goddamn boring. I it's just I, I hope USC UCF just routes them and it's a, it's an actually exciting game to cheer for. You know what the other thing that I don't like about Stanford is like I'm jealous of everybody because they go to school at Stanford. So it's like no, you're, fuck you. I don't right. want you to win. Yeah. Like I no, we, we get, get out of here. You're smart. Yeah. You're be my boss. You're That's smart. All. You're probably beautiful. You're probably gonna be making like a million dollars out of college. Just stop. We get it. Okay, my rant's over. Nerds. Let's move on to um, <laughs> Washington State is playing at Houston. Houston is favored here by eight and a half points. So this game is actually being played on Friday. The date is the thirteenth. Everything that I possibly could think of to look up was leaning Washington State here. So, because it's Friday the 13th, I just flipped it. I'm just taking Houston. It's going to be a Friday Whoa. game. Weird shit happens. I don't know. I'm on Houston. Literally had Washington State down. Kind of realized it was Friday the 13th, and I'm flipping it. So, I'm on Houston. Don't let me down here Friday the 13th. Whoa. Yeah. Damn. That freaks me out. Hey. Uh, well, I'm on Washington State, but I'm questioning <laughs> everything in my life now. Um <laughs> I, uh, it was a tough uh, a tough moment when I realized what day that was. Yeah. Um, Washington State last year against the spread, they're the number one team. I, be- I believe it was Washington State. They're number one team against the spread. And part of that, part of the reason for that was because at the beginning of the year, they did not think that they'd be as good as they were or they ended up being. Um, and then the reverse, Houston is terrible against the spread. Uh, and I just don't think they have good enough defense. I think um, Washington State will put up enough points. The only thing that really scares me, besides the Friday the Thirteenth thing, is going into <laughs> Houston. Um, but uh, this was—I thought this was one of the easier picks for me picking Washington State. But now I'm kind of freaked out. Think so, again, um, man. I'm, hesita- I'm hesitantly picking Washington State. <laughs> um, I got Washington State as well in this game. Um, I, I think that the Friday the Thirteenth would play anywhere in favor more of Mike Leach than it would anyone else. I mean, if we're going to talk about crazy coaches that has any voodoo with him, I'm going to say that it goes belongs to Mike Leach out there and and the Cougar um, on the Cougars. So um, yeah, I got Washington State covering this spread. Houston's defense is so bad. Dana Hogerson just does not believe in playing defense. So um, and Washington State can put up points. So I, I think Washington State wins this, and and I think they win this one pretty easily. Um, I'm saying maybe a two touchdown deficit uh, victory here for for Washington State. It's a pretty solid spin zone on that Friday the Thirteenth theory. I like that. That's good. Also, yeah, how, I like that too. Have you seen West Virginia since um, Dana left? No, they, oh, but they can't so, I mean, buy bad. points. They're, they're so bad. No, they're so bad. Yeah, it's tough. All right, that was your brethren on. too, Karge. You loved what you you were always on. Um, always. They were always yeah, in your playoff I, I was, early in the year. I was. I did. I think it, their quarterback was what had me uh, kind of buying into them, and then I don't think that worked out so well. But uh, <laughs> where did he Where did he end up? Um, he's on an NFL roster somewhere. He's like in like Detroit a, or something. Yeah, somewhere. Yeah, it's like Cliff Carolina. Carolina. You know, I'm gonna say it Carolina. Is, yep, it is. Nice. Sick. Those colors. Uh, I knew it was a blue team. Uh, yep. All right, in the last game on the slate, Florida State at Virginia. Um, Florida State's getting seven and a half points. So when I submitted this pick to Lop, our commissioner, I literally put Florida State with a question mark after it. I I have no idea. Um, I got a chuckle out of your comment on there. Thank you. I honestly, this is. I, I asked if I could buy a half a point. Because I think that Virginia um, is going to win by a touchdown. Um, I, I, I'm still on Florida State. It's It kind of goes back to my Syracuse metaphor, which actually worked out for me. When I think about Virginia, I just don't think about football. I think about basketball. And when I think about Florida State, I think about, even in recent years, I think about football. Um, I, I know that Florida State has been trashed this year, but... I, I, for some, this is the hardest pick for me for, so for some odd reason, I just went with the team that I thought was a better football school in general. So I went with Florida state. Um, I'm going to be real pissed when, when, uh, Virginia wins by one touchdown. <laughs> At least you documented though. Like I think they're going to win by exactly <laughs> seven points. So I'd like Seriously, a half a point, no please. <laughs> the Iowa game, they're going to, they're going to win by two and this game, yeah. they're going to win by seven. So I'm calling it. 
cards? Oh, that would be me. I got uh, Virginia. Sorry about that. Um, I'm taking Virginia. I've watched Florida State two weeks in a row, and they've looked bad. Um, they just cannot seem to figure it out down there in Tallahassee. So, really, Taggart, I don't know what it is, but this is now an easy task. I think Virginia is going to be pretty pretty decent in the ACC here. Um, Florida State lost to Boise State, just basically gave up in the second half. Took, I think, overtime or a missed, no, missed extra point to beat University of Louisiana Monroe last week at home. Uh, so things are not looking great in Tallahassee, and going on the road playing a tough Virginia team is not going to be any easier. So I could see them holding it close uh, in the first half. Maybe Virginia scores um, in the start to second half and kind of just puts them out of their misery and then uh, holds them holds them down and, and wins by maybe 10 points here to finish, to finish it out. All right, so I got a little side tangent here. So a couple big things just came across the ticker in the, in the form of news. Ohio State was denied their trademark of the word the LeBron James Thank was God. denied his trademark of taco Tuesday. I think I am trademarking the Felipe Franks theory, which is a theory that says if there's somebody, a player or a team that I just refuse to trust in, I am just going to call it the Felipe Th- Franks theory and choose the other team. Florida State this year is one of those teams. I am never picking Florida State if I if I can physically stand it. I am on Virginia. To me, Florida State, you cannot go to overtime with UL Monroe, who are the Warhawks, in case you were wondering, and um, and have me pick you the following week. I just can't do it. I don't even care if they if they blow out Virginia. I just can't put my trust in a team that blows a huge lead and then barely wins in overtime to UL Monroe. So I am on Virginia via the Felipe Franks theory. That's kind of hard to say, actually. Maybe I'll work on that. We'll workshop that. Okay. And I've got tiebreakers, so we are good. Picks are in. You know, I think there are a good amount of picks here where you're both on the same team and I am on the opposite team. So I like that. I would agree. Yeah. Nice. This is is one of those... Yeah, that is good for me. I need a, I need a better week this week. Last week was tough. Um, I, I was doing some research as well. There's not a ranked versus ranked uh, a matchup this week, which is the you know doesn't happen too often. Um, so expect something crazy to happen. You never know. There could be some wild upsets. Um, one of these ranked teams could go down to an unranked team, and, and it might not be something significant. But look for something crazy to happen because it's college football, and I guess it wouldn't be fun if it held pat week to week absolutely and what a shame it would be if ohio state lost. oh what a shame you are a terrible person for this but scratch that no no i want them to win and they need to win (laughs) all right well we're done we're done with the board let's let's put in our locks right away let's get our locks in here (laughs) all right let's do it who's up um it's karch it's me all right um i'm I'm gonna take what are the records wait what are the records for locks Locks, oh boy, you don't want to, I don't want to know. So I'm 0-2 after my terrible pick of Michigan and my bad beat for Northwestern in week one. Nick, you had LSU last week, so you're 2-0. and like And Cards, you had Stanford last week, but you did have Wisconsin week one, so you're 1-1. One one. All right, I'll take 1-1. One one. I'm going to come back this week. And, and like I said, I'm, I'm always going to go off the board, um, throw out a random pick there, see if we can find something that's worth getting a little, little action on. Um, and I think the game that I'm going to go with um, – this weekend, which I'm kind of surprised you didn't have on the board, was the Clemson-Syracuse game. Um, so I'm going to take a lock of Clemson, um, I think, covering. I think the spread right now is up to 28. So I'll take a, a lock here of Clemson minus 28 over Syracuse in the in the um, carrier dome. I'm seeing 27 and a half. I'll give you, 20, I'll give you that extra half point, Garge. No, I'll take 27 and a half. <laughs> sure. That, that's what I'm saying. I'll give it to you. Oh, yeah. Okay, sure. Okay. I guess I'm up. I'm going to stay on the board because I'm too lazy. And actually, I think Syracuse made me so mad last week that I just denied them a chance to get on our board this week. So (laughs) that was my logic there. I am taking Bama here because I think they win big, big. Um, I know it's a huge number, but I still I think this is a pretty easy win for them. So I'm on Bama, and that's minus 26. Yikes. Okay. Uh, I'm going off the board for the first time, which may be stupid um, since I'm 2-0, but uh, the line that jumped out to me the most was Maryland minus 7. 
uh, at Temple. I think Maryland's rolling right now. Uh, I have to assume they're going to win this game by more than seven against Temple. So um, I'm all over Maryland minus seven. Oh, man, that's kind of a stinky line, too. I know it scares the crap out of me, but it jumped out to me. So Yeah. Okay. That is Maryland. a very stinky line. I'm Maryland. to see what the line actually started at. Maryland scores 14 points in the shower in the morning. Like, they don't even. Right. Jesus. Okay. So locks are in. I haven't won a lock yet. So, hence why I didn't take Ohio State here. Um, and now, <laughs> I'm assuming, Nick, you want to update your top four? Your playoff picture, maybe? A little bit? After no. Washington got it. beat by Cal? Washington wasn't in my top four. Notre Dame is. Why do I have Washington written down? I have no idea. Washington was my... Oh, um, that's your Pac-12. Oh, yep. My, my bad. Pac-12 team. Yeah. yeah, okay. So you don't want to change then. Yeah, bruh. Excuse I'm me. rolling right now. <clears throat> Damn. Good for you. That's a bad pick, I think. But... I won my I won my NFL pick him last weekend too. Oh, God, I need to. I'm good. I'm going down in a hard yeah, way. Yeah, need to <laughs> stop talking over there, pal. <laughs> <laughs> Cards, you got any updates for your playoff picture? Um, I'll just quick rattle it off. I do. Um, I got LSU with their dominant with their um I shouldn't say dominant with their with their win in Austin. <laughs> you said it. You said it. <laughs> They look good. I, I, I think this LSU team is different. So I'm throwing them in there for the time being. Um, Oklahoma, I got Ohio State. I, I think that's my different pick. I threw Ohio State in there this week after um, a good performance last week. I think they, they have a, they're a team that can build that resume and, and have enough there. And then um, Clemson be my fourth team. So uh, still on the Alabama hate, and I will be leaving Alabama out until I probably absolutely have to put them in. Well, just for the record, you – picked alabama in week one and two to be in your final four yeah nice well i'm now excluding them so. and georgia were both in both of those so you actually changed out two technically here. yes i i did i did because i didn't want to have two uh, um sec teams again gotcha. um more of like sure you don't want to put in yeah. usc yeah i'm sure i don't wanna... <laughs> hey hey they're still alive they're two and oh just to let you know they're top 25 yeah they're they're not dead yet they're not eliminated okay <laughs> Oh, man. Well, I'm sticking to my week two choices. I've got Clemson, Georgia, Ohio State, and Oklahoma still. So I'm just going to roll with those. We'll and see what happens. Same, just, and I'm on the same, just Notre Dame instead of Oklahoma. Yep. Right? Is that right? That is right. All right. All right. So top four is in. Locks are in. Our board is complete. Should we get to our new segment? Do it. Let's talk Heisman. Yeah, let's do it's it. so early for this, and I love how early it is to talk about it, but here we are Great. talking about it. Um, how do we want to do this? We haven't really talked about this, but should we go through the list of hopefuls, or should we t- think of... I think we should just do it. Mine's pretty easy. I think Carter's okay. going to be easy, too. Okay. Go for yours, then, because I got an easy one for me, too. Okay. Uh, I could probably predict all these. Uh, I'm with. Uh, I'm on Jonathan Taylor. Uh, I mean, it's week two, and... Like Wisconsin just blowing the brakes off people, so it's a pretty easy pick just from a statistic standpoint. Um, I'm all over Jonathan Taylor. Uh, I like kind of like what I said earlier with um, next week. The game against Michigan is going to show a lot of who Wisconsin really is and a lot of who Jonathan Taylor is. I think if he keeps catching balls and stops and continues to not fumble, um, he should be he should be a lock. So I'm all over Jonathan Taylor, running back, Wisconsin. Um, okay. I, I mean, I thought we were, I was going to kind of just play as, as maybe like the top three that we're going to get there, but I can go with picking one. Um, oh, um, three? <laughs> yep. No, 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 it's fine. I, you're, you're fine. I, I like, I like the way this is going. Um, I, I'll take Jonathan Taylor again. And, and when I sent out the updates on these, I purposely put records next to the, the players because at the end of the day, this is going to come down to what team, what player on what team has the most impressive stats with their team in the playoff hunt so or you know going to be in that top four um so these some of these guys are going to just naturally get eliminated as the season goes on uh due to some losses and whatnot but until the time being i'm going to throw jonathan taylor as the top favorite right now yeah i mean i think he's definitely obviously one of the top people especially the exposure he's getting i think maybe just for the record cards to um let the people know who you included on this list. Jonathan Taylor at Wisconsin, Joe Burrow at LSU after that huge week, 
Jalen Hurts at Oklahoma, Tua at Alabama. I purposely left his last name off of this. Um, Justin Fields at Ohio State, Trevor Lawrence at Clemson, and then I threw on Travis Etienne at Clemson just because I think they potentially would split some votes, so I, I threw him in there. But for me, I, I kind of took the approach of who is going to be there at the end, and you know, once we're at that final week, who is that team that's kind of undefeated or in, in a good spot? And to me, it's Oklahoma. They have Texas left on their schedule, and then they have the Big 12 championship if they can oh. win out. And not only that, they have back-to-back Heisman winners coming from that school. Um, Lincoln Riley knows how to coach a dynamic quarterback like Jalen Hurts. I think he has as good a chance as anybody to put up huge numbers against these teams that are, you know, the Kansases and the TCUs of the world that aren't incredible on defense. Um, and, and again, two, in, two years in a row, an Oklahoma quarterback has won. So for me, he's he's kind of the person I'm expecting to be there for sure, but potentially take it home. So and that's where I'm that would just I thought, I thought for sure you were going to Tua. No. I thought I thought you were going to go with Tua. I thought you were going to say Bama's going to be that team, but I I don't mind that pick. No, if, I if think Oklahoma gets a if Oklahoma gets a third Heisman winner in 3 years and Lincoln Riley is the you know, the major factor in that, either two things happen. He goes to the NFL or he gets another crazy transfer and leads them to Heisman. So yeah. It, it, that's just mind-blowing. Heisman U. Sick. All right. So that's all we got. We will um, obviously be back next week to recap week three, talk about how we did in these picks, and then we'll Lapa update let our... Lapa let us know how he did at Indiana. That's right. I mean, I think... Yeah, I heard Bloomington's we... pretty fun. Dude, I've heard good cool. things. It's, yeah, it's, Nick, it's you've been a, there, right? I've been there a couple times. Yeah, it's a, it's a fun fun little city, fun little college town. Um, hit up that wing place I told you about. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm going to check out the sites. So... Fun little thing we're going to do from week to week. The loser of the prior week's pick out of us three is going to have to pay for and pick the school um, of the fight song that we're going to take you out with. So we thought it was fitting, given their performance this week, to pick the golden band from Tigerland, the LSU Tigers. So enjoy their fight song, and we'll see you next week. Yeah.